for today's podcast episode, we have a very special and new town hall that happened recently that featured our co-founders. In this episode, they talk about how they felt about the brand merge, answering any questions about what Fiveable is and becoming. Be sure to tune in for all the updates about our brand merge. Stage and talk about how we even got to where we are right now and how and then obviously bring in Calix along the way of when when he joined and how that what that meant for Fiveable. Sorry, my like try to get my settings better so I can hear everyone better, but hopefully you can hear me okay. So um let's see, background. I so Fiveable the very beginning days of Fiveable was about four years ago. Um I, you know, kind of was coming out of a my job as classroom teacher and trying to support more students that were taking the AP exams. And I always felt like the AP exams were this, you know, barrier that College Board created, but something that students needed help with, especially students who were not getting support at their schools. And I felt like myself, I, I that was the experience I had as a student. So I started helping students just through live streaming. And, and from there, it really kind of evolved into I really thought about like well well, how can I help more students how can I make a larger impact now that I'm not in the classroom and that really became you know we can we can live stream we can support students by connecting them to to teachers that's kind of like the first way that I was approaching this problem and then um, about a year into that I met Tan on reddit um, which is our fun how we met story and within about two weeks of meeting he dropped everything and moved into the Fiveable House in Philly, um, and we just kept building. We kept adding content, writing content, streaming, uh, working with teachers, and that that was awesome. And so we, we kind of went down that path for, for quite some time. And I think more recently, like, you know, through that, we were able to, through that, we were able to produce somewhere over 5,000 resources, and that you can still see in our, our library. And that's that was the the core of Fiveable is the content that we created through that, and that allowed us to reach millions of students. Like we've had, I think it was some, I think we were close to a ton had mentioned we were close to ten million visitors on our site, um, in this entire time, which is just totally wild. That's a much bigger classroom than I was ever teaching in, and so that that was how we were able to solve for student support. Along the way, I think our understanding of the problems we were solving for students really evolved the more we learned and the world changed. So as COVID happened in the middle of our, our journey, it kind of, you know, obviously it forced everybody to stop and really think about what we were doing, what problems we were solving, how we were going to make a bigger impact. And that was about the point when Tan and I really started focusing on community. Um, we understood that students need needed content to learn but they really needed each other they needed to support each other and if we could connect them to each other we knew that really magical things could happen we saw that in our live events we started to then see that in our um early slack channel shout out founding members and then of course in the discord channel and we saw that students were just doing this on their own too in in discord servers in um, all kinds of community spaces online, like on any social channel. And so that 
that changed the, the idea of five a little bit um, to be less about like the teaching and learning and more about community. But I think it wasn't until we met Calix and started to integrate ours and really understand like how students were studying online together, sometimes studying the same thing together, sometimes just being around each other, that, that that's when the, the vision for Fiveable really um, has sort of taken on this like whole new level. So we, we've really been able to kind of sit back and think like, okay, how, how do we really support students? How can we reach as many students as we can and make a difference for as many young people as we can? And what happens in the hour space the, was incredible. It's just like this space that, that students could come together. It was like infrastructure for what study groups online after school could look like. And the other change that we noticed in the last few years was there's just a lot more people creating content, which is awesome. Like there's so many more teachers producing videos and streams and study guides. There's more students who are doing that, more influencers. And that that's great. More information is great. It, it makes things more equitable. And so that's, that's why that, all of those things kind of go into why a few months ago we decided that we needed we needed to like join forces in a bigger way it wasn't just you know we have these rooms and we have this library it was like we really need to have one vision together about how we can really give students the power of community to be productive anywhere anytime and that that is the vision that we really set forth that we've updated um, and by doing that that meant stepping back from content all the content that we have is still there. It's still very much supporting students. But stepping back for now, knowing that at some point we may revisit it, we may think about how we can support more creators. You know, maybe we don't create the content, but we create this more, you know, vibrant library. But right now, what we really want to be awesome at is creating space for students to come together. And that is so important because it means that we don't have to decide what subjects to su support, what grades to support. Um, we don't have to, you know, take the time to do that. We just can create space that can be really flexible to work for any student for really any reason, whether you're, you're studying or you're working on, you know, college applications or you're just trying to learn something new. You're, you're taking on a new hobby. You're learning how to code, you're building, you know, your own podcast, you're doing all these cool things and you need a space to keep organized. You want something to help you stay motivated, help you stay accountable, other students who may be doing the same things. And that's really what our focus is now going into this next, feels like the next era of Fiveable. So that's hopefully a good like background of the last couple of years and, and what we're doing now. Um, and Calix has been a huge part of that. So we're coming close to, I mean, coming close to a year now with Calix on our team. And um, this has been really exciting to move towards this joint vision. Um, so I'll, I'll pass it over to you, Calix, talk a little bit about what what this has meant for you, what, what you're thinking about in this new era. And um, yeah, we'll go from there. For sure, yeah. Um, it has... I don't know, I think it's maybe three or four months away from being a year. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I think not even just merging, but joining Fivable was definitely um, a huge leap. And I think for the better, um, back when I was kind of running hours on my own and there was, it was, we, we were definitely in a good spot. Um, you know, there was still like a lot of growth and, um, you know, students were liking the platform. Um, and when the offer to join Fivable kind of came up, uh, I just saw as kind of uh, an opportunity that really wouldn't come up anywhere else. Um, I didn't really know any other companies uh, other than Fivable that were super student focused and integrated students so much into like the business and the internal side. Uh, obviously, there are a lot of companies that you know build for students, but not necessarily always with students. And so um, I just saw it as a really, really good opportunity. And so since joining, I think it's been uh, a, definitely a, a good learning curve for me, um, you know, just for personal and professional development. And definitely with the merge, I think it's, you know, we can kind of solidify kind of what we're actually aiming for. Um, during the time between the acquisition and between the merge, I think it was definitely a little bit challenging to run um, both the old Fiveable and ours um, simultaneously. And so this merge was definitely like, it definitely took a bit of time to actually release. Um, but since then, um, I don't think any of us have had any uh, regrets. I think it's definitely been for the better. Yeah, we've definitely been super excited about it. I think. From what we've been able to see just in how students are using rooms and and engaging with each other in ways that we never could have even imagined it's just super cool it's really like flexible to be able to do that and that is something that was really hard when we were cr creating content because creating content takes a lot of time to to do it you know it's really difficult to do that and so that limited us in terms of how much we could do and how fast we could do it and now we're able to support anything right like you can use it for any reason and so now our focus is really thinking about well what does it look like to be productive in a room and how can we make that space and that experience really awesome and engaging and and help you to stay focused and help you to get things done help you to be less stressed um so that's kind of how we've come at this so far and uh, with our team you know just really understanding more about the student experience in that and then beyond that we'll really think more about you know, discovery and discover right now we have like the discoverability of rooms available and sort of like a, a first version or early version of it but eventually it'll be more about how do we like expand that how do we help students connect with each other because they want the same vibe or the same they're studying the same thing or they have something else in common and so that's why we've always used that that analogy of being like the hallways of the educational internet it's like, you know, you can come into Fiveable and you can kind of find the room that makes the most sense for you. Maybe you want a room on your own that you just have quiet in. Maybe you want a room full with other people who are doing the same thing, doing the Pomodoro sessions. That's kind of how we are envisioning the future of it. Anything you want to add, Tom? Dang, I've been muted the whole time. <laughs> Day zero. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think y'all nailed it uh, pretty well. I kind of want to loop in some questions from the chat for y'all to an help answer. 
Um, I think the first one is kind of like, what was, what, what did it feel like at the moment when we're, you know, obviously I was there too, but from, from your perspective, like what, what was that moment for you where, you know, we had, we decided to merge both five and hours. Like what was the, how did, how did that feel? Like, what did it, you know, take from you or like, what did it look like? What was that process like? That's a good question. It, it was kind of a roller coaster. I think like, as Calix said, like when we were in the in-between time, we were managing two things. There was two products, two brands, two teams, two like visions, two everything. And at, it's really hard to do one. You know, it's really hard to manage a team and to support people and to grow a product and have all these things in place for one thing. Two things is it's not even just like double as hard. It's like a order of magnitude even more than that harder and so i think we hit a point where we were like feeling really overwhelmed feeling like we were we were trying to do too much which i think is maybe an experience that that many students can relate to um and feeling like we we were feeling like that some of the things that we were doing were running as fast as we can but we're not necessarily like seeing the type of impact that we wanted you know, with something like content, for example, we had already produced content for every AP topic, every subject, every unit, every, you know, we had all those study guides. And so in thinking about what we were going to do next, that was really challenging, too. And so we sort of, I mean, we literally like, Tan and I scheduled some time out to just sit down and just kind of talk about like the future of the company. Like, what, what, what do we want? What, where do we want to go? We each literally wrote down on our own, what we thought the vision could be. And that was maybe the very first time that I thought, I've been trying to think about a, a future of content and spaces and community. And the problem I think I was hitting was that it was really difficult to try to grow both at the same time. And so I wanted to, I really wanted to take a step back from content but that was a really difficult choice because it was like, it, it was our baby, you know, it was something we had done for so long, something I thought about for so long, this team that we had built, these systems and processes we had built. It's very hard to move away from something like that. And so it was really difficult to even write the idea down, to say it out loud. And then the more we like actually kind of talked through it and then quickly looped in Calix, looped in Aaron, looped in the rest of leadership, the rest of our team, the more it was clear that that like even just putting it out there, it sort of was this like kind of, I don't know, relief almost because it's like one less thing right now. We want to do one thing really, really well. And the content's not going anywhere. We're not removing it, but we can pause it for a minute and we can come back to it later. And that just meant okay, I can focus all my energy on this other thing. And that was really, really exciting. And so it, it was definitely a roller coaster. It's really scary. It was really hard. It was like, it, it was a lot of things. It was exciting. It was nerve wracking. Like, we, you know, are we doing the right thing? But I think taking that leap of faith was something that was really important for our journey and the moment we were in. And I'm, I guess I'm just proud of us, proud of that for that moment, but at least for now, but that's kind of how it felt. You can say you're proud of us. <laughs> <laughs> we were, you, you started 
uh, you started this journey completely alone and it's it's taken a massive just like willpower just like will it all to life like you had mentioned earlier and and so i would say i am proud of us and i'm proud of people that we have brought on board to help us with all of this you know a lot of people here in, in the in the stage you know christy lola calix everybody ash um and and this is just the next step and that next step is always terrifying especially when it's a different when especially when it's just like a completely um but I'm kind of curious, you know, there's some students asking you, if we're not doing cram sessions, if we're not hosting anything, what does that mean for the future of Fiveable? And like, how are, are there ideas or plans to, you know, lift up other creators, other student leaders, like anything like that, you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think I, I know that going into this cram season, that's going to be something that's really hard, that we've done something we've done for many years that students, that teachers look forward to. It's super hard to then not do it. Um, but what we did notice in the last two years is there are there are some really big influencers on YouTube and TikTok, and there are up-and-coming ones that have been creating more and more content. There are just there are some huge live streams that happen, very much cram-like. We were, you know, early to the space. We created maybe the like format of it. We we definitely influenced what crams could be. And other creators have taken the baton from that. Um, and so what we plan to do is to create our favorites, you know, our list of favorites to make sure that students know where they can go. Because there is definitely going to be live streams happening or at least, if not live, async videos posted on YouTube for, I would imagine, every single AP subject, any final subject. Those are going to happen because there are people doing them. There were a lot of people doing them last sp last spring. There's, I would imagine, even more people doing them this spring. I think this is a kind of a trend coming out of COVID. So many more teachers have gotten comfortable with streaming and have started building platforms on social. And so our intent is to lift them up. Like we want to help promote them. We want to connect students with awesome content creators who can help them study. And our rooms then become like where you are studying right so you can kind of imagine like if in a sense we are like the library spaces like we are where you and your friends can gather for the study group um but bringing in content from a lot of different places you know you can be watching those things you can be really focused on the, the content that you need and because of that it means that fiveable can focus on building a really good space for you to be in rather than kind of trying to do both well said. And so, like, you know, there's obviously students who have relied on Fiveable for content in the past. Like, how could you, what, what would you say to them to help them feel more comfortable in, like, using other sources or other creators, you know, that are, are putting, that are putting out all this content for free on TikTok and YouTube, et cetera? I, honestly, it's like, I think our content, I was always very proud of it. And I thought our, was, you know, some of the best that was out there. But I also think that there are, there are plenty of other teachers or even some of our former five-level teachers who are creating content that is as good, if not better. And that is always something that we've seen, even like student-led content. I've seen students on TikTok that are posting videos explaining concepts in 30 seconds better than we did in five hours, <laughs> right? Like that—that that is definitely a, a real thing that, it, that has happened. And 
it's awesome. And I think like we want, I would love to see more students and teachers creating content. And so the more that we can promote them and like pick our favorites, like we know you trust us for content. Um, our study guides are still there. All our past cram sessions are still there. Uh, and for the most part, you know, obviously the, the exams have changed a little bit over the years, but a lot of the content and the exam structures are still the same. And so all of those are still there. They're all free that you can watch, you know, no problem. Um, and we'll make sure to highlight some of our favorite other folks that, you know, if you trust us for our content, we hope then that you trust us for the ones that we would promote. For sure. And Calix, I know that, you know, when building the hours platform, you had a lot of conviction that it would be like a super dope productivity tool for students. I'm kind of curious, you know, there's a lot of fiveable students here who are, who are kind of wondering, you know, why this direction? And I'm kind of, I'm wondering what you would say to those students who, who might need a little bit of a nudge to kind of hop on the platform and try it out and see how, how it works. For sure. Uh, so ours was initially built with, I mean, there's a lot of different descriptions you can give it even more now, now that it's viable. But um, the whole idea is that studying is done better together. And I feel like a lot of things are done better together. Like obviously not everything. Um, but that's just like the mindset you can think of when you try it out for the first time or if you continue to use it um, or start to evaluate if it's, um, you know, on what cadence you're going to use it uh, into the future. It's basically just, you know, holding yourself accountable with other people inside of the room. And what we're hoping to work towards um, in the product, uh, you know, we're working towards a lot of different things, but, you know, one thing that's also on our minds is making sure that we're also creating it as a good environment to study alone. Um, you know, we still have a large percentage of users that prefer to use the platform alone instead of with other people, and that's completely fine. Um, that was our underlying principle, but we want to make it accessible and you know customizable for everyone, whether you want to work with others or want to work alone. So if you haven't tried it out, maybe try it just once. You know, we have a discover page now where you don't actually have to find other people that um, you don't have to find friends or you don't have to find other people who are studying, you know, they're there for you. Um, so just to try it out. Yeah, and th and then I'm curious, you know, there's students who are like who are asking, you know, if, you know, what does the shift? I guess we're not we're not necessarily moving away from APs, but we are expanding into just like all subjects, right? We, we're it's not, we're not choosing the subjects, but students are kind of leading the way on that. And so, um, I'm ca I'm curious, Calix, how have there been any like unique like uh, use cases that you've seen pop up on social or anything where? where students are using hours a little bit differently than just, you know, to, to study and, and take off their tasks? Yeah. Um, you know, maybe not directly at students, but I've run into a few um, users who have, um, you know, some were teachers and they would actually teach um, some of their students uh, through um, using the platform. And then same with tutors. Um, so I guess students teaching other students. Um, and, you know, some people, they like to use the platform just for certain parts of it, like the timer or the task or the chat or whatever there may be. And, you know, we're hoping to probably at some point um, in the future look into um, the people who decide to use it just for specific parts and see, oh, what else, what other widgets can we add? What other sections can we add? What other features can we add to make it a better experience? And, um, you know, a big theme inside of that is just customizability, um, you know, allowing 
anyone out there to kind of use the platform and customize it to their needs and what they want and what they prefer and what they like. Word. And then <laughs> Lola said, I've seen people use it to clean their rooms. <laughs> and I think the, the, yeah. <laughs> the most beautiful part about the platform is that it is universal. And so however you use it is like completely up to you. And so um, Amanda, I'm kind of curious, like, when you think of the future of, of 501, how students use the platform, like, do any like unique use cases or ideas for students come to mind for you and how they can use the platform? Sure. I think like, it was hot. Like, honestly, I think staying, focusing on AP classes for so long was really hard because Although it was something that I, I know so many students care about, there's millions of students that take AP exams every year, and I don't, you know, I'm not downplaying it, but it's hard because it's like, that's not the only thing that matters, right? Like taking AP classes, passing AP classes is great, but it's not the only thing. There's so much that goes into becoming a well-rounded person, you know, like growing up in finding the things that you like and, and figuring out what you want to do and who you want to be around, who you want to be. And all of those things were really interesting to us, to all of us on the team, um, especially right now. Like we're living in a time when there's a lot going on. Like young people, like y'all are dealing with so many things. Like it's never been like this before. And so when we, when we get to a spring semester and we're like, all right, AP season, it's cram time, it's hard to like kind of really focus in on that because there's so many things that are happening. And so it, what I'm really excited about is how the rooms can be used for so many other things. Like, yes, you can do your homework in there. You can study in there. Sure, you, of course you can prepare for your APs or all the other things that, you know, the system is telling you to do. But you can also work on things because you want to do them. Like productivity to me and to, to us, it doesn't just mean like checking off a list of things that were assigned to you, to you. It means that you are like progressing towards something. And a lot of things can mean being productive. You can, like Lola said, cleaning your room, that's productive. Taking time to watch your favorite show, productive drawing, listening to things that you want to listen to, reading things you want to read, taking a nap, like self-care, those things are all productive. Finding people that you can organize with because you really care about, you know, making sure that certain books are allowed at your school, you know, making sure that you're, I don't know, maybe you're organizing a, a way that you can fight against something that you really care about in your community. Like, those are really important things. And they, those are not necessarily on a syllabus, right? Like, those are not things that your teachers are going to assign to you or that are going to come out in some standardized curriculum, right? Those tests are not going to include those types of things. But that is so much, you know, there's so much importance there. There's a lot that's that I know that people want to do. Like, students are creating all kinds of different projects. Like, even think about Calyx launching a business. You know, you can learn how to code on your own. You don't have to take the class to do it. You can do that by creating something. You, we've, we've had students in this Discord space launch podcasts. You know, you might want to just create a project with your friends or find other people that you want to do something with just because. Because you have something in common. Because you want to create things. 
You want to put them out in the world. And using hours, or excuse me, the former hours, using fiveable rooms to do that is really, really, really exciting. Because you can then, you know, you can think about like, okay, well, what do I got to do today? Well, I got to do my homework. I might have to read this chapter. But I also want to do this other thing that I, you know, have been wanting to do for a while. I'm going to put it on my list. You know, and maybe we can help connect you with other people that like that too. And so that's that's sort of like how I'm thinking about it. Because when we're in the content space, it's hard to, it's hard to cover those types of things. Because they're a little bit more ambiguous you know they're not they don't feel as important they feel like wants not needs but i think we all really value them and want to center them for students because we care about you as a whole person not just you as a student going through a process right right and i'm i'm curious you know when you say you know we want you to be a well-rounded student like and i want I would love for both of you to kind of answer this from your own perspectives. Like, what does that mean for, for a student to be well-rounded? Like, what kinds of things would you consider um, or would you want students to at least like learn from us or from each other, uh, you know, through the platform or, or otherwise? Uh, hmm, that's a good question. I feel like the most important things that I've ever done that have like made me well-rounded and if I have to like apply, you know, my own experience to others, I would say it's things that <clears throat> I've ex gotten to explore on my own um, and times when I've gotten to learn about other people. Like, though that seems kind of broad, but like when I was able to just kind of build things on my own, like just tinkering and, and figuring things out and and succeeding but also failing at them like building something that just like literally just for fun like not doing anything because anyone's ever gonna see it or i'm trying to put it on my resume like i'm just like i like painting i i have like some different stuff that i've painted for no reason i'm not trying to make anything out of it i just like doing it because i like doing it and that to me is like kind of i like when students follow those types of passions and I think those types of moments are really important to become that like well-rounded student. It means that like you, you are willing to take chances. You're willing to try new things. Like that's those are markers of success for me. And Calix, <laughs> what does being well-rounded mean to you, or or how would you describe something like that? For sure. Um, I mean, I would probably just say everything that Amanda said. I think one thing to add on that, that I think Fiveable, at least it's helped me um, when I was initially uh, building out hours is finding a good working style for yourself and then also a good resting style. Um, you know, I have used <laughs> my own tool um, to kind of figure out like, you know, what days, uh, what times am I most productive? What times am I not? What time should I be resting? What time should I be working? Um, and just figuring out myself because it's not really a question you can ask other people. Um, you can't ask, oh, when should I be productive? What's the best time? You know, people might say, oh, you got to wake up early. Or you got to, you know, work late into the night. It's just everyone's different preference. And so I think that is, you know, it, it's a little bit of a smaller answer than what makes someone well-rounded. But I guess no matter 
in what direction or area um, or field that you decide to go in and work in, you're going to have to like kind of understand what's a good process for yourself that's that's healthy. And um, you know, whether you figure that out the way that I figured it out or the way that Amanda figured it out or someone else, um, just like trial and error and seeing just just being mindful, I would say like that's something that I'm working on, just being more mindful of how am I feeling throughout the day and how can I kind of take that knowledge to the next day and, you know, kind of improve a little bit on it. Yeah. Thanks for answering that, Calix. I'm going to go a little bit deeper and I'm kind of, and I'm curious from both you and Amanda, um, they're going to be slightly different for each person, but Calix, I'm curious, like what, in terms of like your personal growth, what, did you what did you uh gain or learn um at, from joining Fiveable that you might not have known or have experienced before joining Fiveable? Um that's a that's a good question. Um Someone's I would say yeah, I would say having good um good team collaboration, I would say especially after the merge but really for the entire time i've been here um i think this is one of uh it's not necessarily my first time you know say working on a team or working on something um with others but it's definitely been a time where i can work with a very work with people who are very accomplished uh and very knowledgeable about what their role is and what they do and what you know kind of what they what they who they impact and so i think it's been really really helpful especially after the merge because it was really an opportunity to kind of you know first of all take ours into a new level of focus for everyone instead of just half of our team or part of our team um but you know we were able to kind of put everyone's minds together and also bring on new people like like andrew to have really really good brainstorming sessions and so kind of the new ideas that we have planned for even the next um, month two months and especially for the rest of 2022 um they're just not ideas that would have came up if we you know did not merge um and so i think that's that's definitely a big uh point of growth that i've had is just working with not just learning how to work with these people but what that teamwork if done right what can that what can that turn into totally and just a quick follow-up to that um you know you've calyx you've worked with people all across the company and i'm i'm curious like what what which area of the company um you know that you've been exposed to did you not know that much before that you really appreciate now <laughs> and hence like there are student success people here so just swatch out <laughs> No, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say anyways, definitely our experience team and our, uh, I guess now we're our uh, student success team. Um, I think I initially joined and the first thing I realized is just like that team is like really big, but I didn't exactly knew. I didn't exactly know what they did until maybe like two, three weeks um, after settling in. And I think over time, it's just been more and more apparent how important it is um, to have good customer support and to uh, pay attention a lot to users because it reminded me a lot about um, I had to do a lot of customer support 
uh, back when I was working on Hours Alone. Um, you know, there were a lot of things I had to take care of, including building everything and making sure that um, everything's running properly, everything, you know, users were liking, uh, students were liking the product. Um, but also listening to feedback, um, you know, answering live chats, you know. Now, back then, I didn't use Drift. Uh, I used a different live chat tool, but making sure I'm constantly in contact with users and um, paying attention to when users ran into issues or um, had new ideas, um, running, you know, surveys, you know, how is, you know, how, how are you enjoying the product? How can we make it better for you? Um, I think that not only are we you know, is our student success team doing a great job? Um, but there's always, there's always uh, more that we can learn from everyone listening. And so um, I would say that is definitely, I mean, we have so many, we have so many different departments and teams, um, but that's the one that I would say I'm continually like every single day, like more and more, I'm, I'm paying attention to it more and more. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I might be a little biased, but the student success yeah. community folks are are the glue of the company. They kind of attach the product to all of our users, and I'm I'm, I'm super thankful for that myself. And um, Amanda, uh, just a slightly change direction, a tiny bit. Um, what have you know? You've been a teacher before the pandemic. You were a teacher before the pandemic, and you've seen all these changes happen, for better or worse. And I'm kind of curious in terms of students, like. Have the have the problems that they're facing changed, or are, do they still exist? Have they just? What are your thoughts on that? I have so many. I don't know how long we've got. <laughs> <laughs> we'll time box it to seven forty six. Okay. Um, I think. I think that the problems and and like okay, like I'm, I feel like I'm like speaking for students, but this is based on what I've seen and. And, you know, talking to a lot of students over the years, but I I think that the problems that students face, um, there are some that have been the same. Like, there are some problems that students face today that I faced when I was in high school, too. And that's because, like, our systems have not changed in that time frame. Like, I was a teacher from 2012 to 2017. So, yeah, you know, it was a couple of years ago, but, and it, it was kind of the same, right? Like, there weren't that many differences. However, there are also a lot of other things that have been really, really accelerated and that are just, they just kind of feel like they're on fire. <laughs> like, maybe they were problems under the surface before, but so, like, for, to give some examples, students today are still just as worried about. Um, you know, their futures. What will I do after high school? Do I need to take these tests? How will I do on these tests? Have I done good enough? Where should I apply to? Will I get in? You know, have I done enough to get in? Will I like it? What will happen to me? Like all of those same questions. How will I afford it? All of those questions I was asking back in 2008. But now I think the, the difference is that like the workforce has changed. There's like a global community of students who are connecting with each other online and that it has given people a lot more access to information. And so the way that we understand like our needs, I think, has changed. Obviously, COVID has flipped everything on its head too. you know, like we're thinking more about remote 
work and there's so many more conversations now that that are had on a global scale that like we were not having you know like back in the day i guess you could say but i think like because of all of that i would i would i would honestly say that right now is maybe like one of if not the most stressful time to be a young person and i say that because it's also the most stressful time to be a, a 32 year old too like i it is a remarkably stressful time for everyone because there is just so many things there's just a lot of burnout there's a lot of confusion a lot of you know just like really horrible things that just keep happening and it's kind of just like hits day after day and so we're all trying to deal with all these things and trying to figure out like how will all of this work like what what does my life look like in a few years 10 years 50 years what does my community look like my family and we're trying to make decisions that like you know that create a better future and that like try to somehow make get through all those things and so i don't know i feel like it's there are some things that are very similar like the ap exams <laughs> you know like those are still there like just being a teenager and what you know being excited to drive and like being trying to figure out who your friends are and being frustrated because one friend doesn't want to hang out anymore and like those things are all the same but then there's all these other things that just feel like 10 times worse to do and so that's my ted talk <laughs> like, <laughs> and i let you go over by a minute because it was great <laughs> um and, and so you know i appreciate all of that and when amanda says you know you're not speaking for students this is just what students have told us over the years and what they are telling us now right in, in so many different ways and i'm curious like by extension or just to, to back up a second like we also built this platform with teachers and students alongside one another right and multi multiple generations of people even your mom was like involved in this i'm curious like has has much changed for teachers or has it gotten worse for them you know just like judging from what we're seeing in, in the real world Oh my gosh, it's gotten so much worse. I like like I said, I left the classroom after the 16-17 school year. I feel like I taught in a different era. Like it was not it was just it was rough back then, but this was not that long ago. This is a few years ago. Like I've been out of the classroom for like what, 4 or 5 years. It it doesn't feel like it's that long ago, but I just feel like the burnout, I mean, I I just cannot I, I cannot imagine what it has been like in these last few years for teachers dealing with all of it, all of it. The, the, the pandemic crisis, trying to teach remotely, trying to teach in a hybrid situation, going back and having your admin make d different decisions every day, having, you know, your school board ruling, making decisions that don't actually have anyone's best interests in mind. Um, trying to just like show up like you're like at, at the same time also dealing with like all these other things like your family having you know if you have kids and like you COVID exists at a personal level too not just at a school level and like all, dealing being a person of color during this time like it it is remarkable and I have like just so much respect for teachers always um like it is a very very difficult job and I I get messages from teachers all the time that are like i can't do this anymore are you hiring and i'm always like i i wish we had more jobs that we could bring teachers into because i know that it is so so difficult and i want to find ways to protect 
teachers in the classroom and I wish that they were respected more. And so like, it, you know, it's just a very frustrating time, I think, for for teachers as it is for students. Yeah, and I'm gonna ask you a tough question. <laughs> and, and I'm curious as to the answer myself, but, you know, we've built this platform with teachers along the way. And then, you know, now with the change of direction, some teachers might be feeling you know where where their role in, at Fiveable is, or or how how they can help support students at Fiveable, and I'm kind of curious, like what what do you think Fiveable's relationship is, or how or what do you think our relationship is to teachers now, and how you know how can we support them, knowing that they are going through a really tough time too, and you know maybe in Calix for you it'll be how how students can also support their teachers because they need that support from th their students too. This is really hard. It's it's really hard because it's like, I, I know how many problems there are to solve. And I think some, something that I think I've learned in my own startup journey here, like, is just that you, you can't solve for every problem. You have to know really like clearly, like who you are going to solve problems for, what problem you're going to solve for them. And I feel like I have like a, you know, I got like a running list of problems that I care deeply about that I'm not, I know I am not solving right now. And and the way that like like teachers fit into that because there's so much about a teacher's day to day that I I know that there's parts of our new direction and and our focus that just are not going to solve for those things. And it's hard because it's like, you know, you have to say like I know that's a huge issue and I want to help, but I I can't. I can't do all of it. And so we've We've just decided to really like stand with students because I, I've just felt like there's a gap there that there aren't a lot of times in ed tech, the tool will sell to schools, will sell to teachers. And even if it's for students, it's really like focused on teachers too. And so we just kind of made a decision along the way that we really just wanted to focus on students. And that wasn't something that we saw happening enough. And we knew that that was a really hard choice to make, but one that was important for us. And so now the way that we support teachers, the way that we want to help teachers is teachers are an important stakeholder for students. Like every student needs great teachers. And so we want to stand for teachers because they are good for students. Um, and then we want, we hope that the way that we are building rooms can help support teachers because if we can connect students to each other then it takes some of the pressure off of the teachers too so there's sort of this like it's not direct it is very indirect and sometimes it's not always clear but it's just something that we like we just decided we just decided to take a stand and like decided to to be with students and that was like you know like i said maybe in Maybe in the next startup I make will be for teachers, but this one is for students. <laughs> the next startup? Good luck, girl. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Help me. Calix, <laughs> uh, and I, I kind of want to turn that question out to you. And um, when you think about your teachers, like I'd love to hear a little bit about, like you know, what your relationship with your teachers has been like, and if you had to, you know, if you, if a teacher asked you why students should use this platform, like. Yeah, I can't really, I mean, with my teachers, I am um, part of an online school. So it's very hard to maintain any relationship to my teachers because um, they have like two or three times the amount of students that I think maybe a public school teachers would have. I actually don't 
know that for sure. But, you know, though because it's, it's online, you know, some of us are in different time zones. It's very, it's very difficult um, to maintain that kind of relationship. But I think because of that, my teachers, uh, well, I, I don't think actually, none of my teachers really know what I do. <laughs> um, mainly, I, you know, it's, like I said, it's a it's an online type of thing. Um, but I definitely think that the fact that it would be an online school and, you know, students like me and some of my classmates, you know, we kind of go throughout our school days um, mostly alone. I think even then it's an even more powerful um, tool for, for us, those who are in online school and those who are homeschooled. Um, I mean, for students specifically, I mean, students can support us by supporting other students. Um, you know, whether that means contributing back to the community, you know, being a part of our communities or, um, you know, hosting sessions for others. I mean, we have a lot of students hosting sessions on our, um, on our Discover page. You know, we already have a lot of students kind of um, helping, helping other people. But at the end of the day, it's not necessarily an expectation because we're here to support you all. Um, and so, you know, if you choose and um, want to help support us, that just means helping other students um, because we're here to support students from the get-go. For sure. And uh, I'll end the, end the question on, or end the events on a, on a lighter note, but um, from both of you, we talk about, you know, supporting students and what that means for those students, but what does that mean for you when, when you see students supporting each other, when you kind of see like all of this community building happen, this relationship building happen, people, people, you know, meeting at Fiveable and then, you know, extending that into the, into the quote unquote real world. Like, how do you feel? So exciting. It's so awesome. I, I mean, I really believe in the power of community like that. That is like, like fundamentally my like theory of change. Like if I really think about like, how do we make change? Like someone asked in the chat, like, how will I make change as a junior? If you connect people to each other, change can happen. It's contagious. You know, it's about exposure. It's, it's helping each other because one company, one school, one teacher, one thing isn't necessarily going to be the one thing that like can shift things. It's, it's when we connect people to each other that that does. It's like the exchange of information and like access and and supporting each other in that way. That is what can do that. And so when I see students helping each other, and this is like I'm so excited to see the, all the study rooms that happen around AP season, around final season, you know, through the rest of the school year and, and beyond, because it's so cool to think about how many students can be in different rooms supporting each other even if they're just sitting silently, not even talking, they're with each other and in ways that we couldn't, you know, like we would have one teacher streaming to thousands of students, but are those students talking to each other? Not necessarily, right? So like how that, you know, we can't, it's not contagious in that way as much, but if you have thousands of students in small rooms with each other, that's a whole, that's, it's a game changer, right? Like that's where I think we can really make an impact on a really broad scale. Yeah. And then Calix, I'll, I'll end with, with you. Um, love to hear, you know, when you see all these students on this, on this platform that you've helped build and helped usher into a new era for Fiveable, like, what do you feel? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the whole room is wondering. Yeah. Sometimes it's, uh, it's an interesting 
it's an interesting thought. Um, you know, there are many parts of Fivable that exist because, you know, I thought of it, like, maybe when I was walking or just, like, the most random, most random places. Like, you know, the idea to have a friend system came up just, like, I don't know, I think when I was walking my dog or something. So I think it's it's an interesting thought to to see so many people using it just because of that, you know, that split second of a thought. Um, but the entire idea um, of students using Favel with each other and helping each other, I think it's just really, it's really amazing because that's really the only way that, you know, a mass amount of support can be given out is if students help each other because not any one teacher or any one person or um, even any one organization can really do that. Um, you know, us as an organization are really aiming to allow students to help each other instead of us helping students directly. And so I think that is also a big, that also stemmed a lot from the, from the merge. That's kind of what will be our big plan and that's what is our big plan because that is what can create the most impact not necessarily just us driving all of the value it's you know students driving value to each other right on i like that last piece and so um we'll end there but thank you all for coming through calix and amanda thank you so much for um you know spending your evening here uh thank you ton for moderating yeah, thank you, Tan. <laughs> thank you to the community and student success for hosting for hosting us in, in the space. Um, we're super excited to see what comes next and just stay tuned. And if one of y'all could um, post the canny feedback form in the Discord chat so that people know where to leave their ideas, whether it's features, company ideas, all, the, all of those things. And just, you know, sharing that link wherever we can. Thank you so much, Samuel. I feel like you're just on top of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you, everybody, and thanks for coming through. Hey, y'all. See you, everyone. <laughs>